0: What advice have you got for uh, everyone out there to make themselves 1% better every day? Thank you for the question.
1: I've been thinking about it and I've got copious notes, but reflecting this afternoon, I came down to this one as the king killer, and that is gratitude never goes out of fashion. So as we stumble through each day through life and things come to us which fascinate us, which is a, another way of saying frustrate us, it's Something's trying to teach you something, you know, when you have those moments. And if you can appreciate that in the moment, you're gonna actually progress. You're gonna move forward in that teachable moment. And you've got to have gratitude. Gratitude's the key. Of course the opposite of that is judgment. If you're judging the other party, the other whatever it is, it's normally some, you know, somebody that's done something or doing something to you, it might be. Um well, the situation in the world, you know, don't watch the news. Um, that's, not, that's not good for gratitude. Um, and there's three things to learn in that teachable moment, something about yourself, something about others, and something about strategy or approaches. Um, and probably the, the best one out of that three is learning something about yourself because whatever it is that you're noticing, whatever trait someone's displaying which is maybe ticking you off, you're only recognising it because it's in you. That's the only reason. Because if you, if that really wasn't in you or you'd totally accept that trait and own that trait, it wouldn't bother you, it wouldn't frustrate you. So right in that moment you're getting a reflection of yourself um, and that's hard news. Yeah, we've kicked so, off. That's kicked off real day. This is we, good. We've this kicked is off with a win. <laughs> yep. yeah, yeah, this yeah. is good. <laughs> so that's hard news to take um, and I'm still very much – a work in progress i've just told you that bit of you know great theory sounds fantastic putting it in practice is really really difficult but if that's the process you can use day after day if you find one thing a day which would normally make you swear but you turn it into a learning experience about yourself about the trait and how you do that too or have done that as well and own that trait that 1% better will stack up and I bought Atomic Habits with me by James Clear and this is where this 1% reference, I don't know if that's where you guys get it from, but this guy talks about it in this book. There's a little graph in here, you guys can see, um, and it says that if you do this 1% every day, the exponential improvement is 37 times in a year better than where you were. So that's a great, I love you guys and your 1%, but that's that's actually what will happen if you can apply it consistently. It's like putting money in the bank.
2: Yeah. 100%. yeah, and Yeah. And – Full transparency interest.
0: Yeah, 37%. Atom- <laughs> Can we do that?
2: I <laughs> wish. That <laughs> would need, be all right. We need to speak to a money guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we had him on a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> but um, Atomic Habits, 100%. Yeah. Um, I have, uh, I won't say read because I don't do good at reading, um, but uh, I don't do we very well at speaking either apparently, but um, I've listened to it on Audible. Um, so yeah. r- really great book. Um, I honestly don't remember a lot from it, or I probably do, but I don't remember whether or not it's from that specific book. But the one thing that I really did remember and resonate with is that 1% rule because I think that that 1% change um, every single day is just something that is so achievable. Um, It's not this big, massive thing where you say, you know, you need to go on this big, massive journey to really change your life. It's, It's this one small little thing that yep. you can do and as you said it can lead to a 37% change overall in your life over the course of a year Thir-
1: 37 times 37
2: times sorry that's, like so
1: that's yeah, 370% yeah, yeah. 370% yeah. massive yeah.
3: um very big it's some um, it goes back to that that consistent application of small effort to effect a big change and yeah. how do you how do you steer an aircraft carrier slowly to segue, um okay.
2: next question is martin what are you what is sort of who are you? Uh, where, where do you come from? What do you do for a crust? Okay, so I uh, trained as a civil engineer in Adelaide,
1: so um, and I've had a career building stuff, uh, including a lot of stuff up here on the northwest coast. Um, I've now do project management type work um, for people, but I also like to do work in the not for profit space. So. Uh, when I was in my mid-40s, I sort of have had some time to reflect. I'm 53, everybody, um, <laughs> just in case you don't re- realise just how old I am. Um, and in that time, I got to um, have a big, serious look about what it's all for. I'd had some really good success in my career and i achieved my boyhood aim at 42, which was to take my whole family skiing in Canada. And that had all been kicked off by, you know, 42, I think I was, 42, 43. And I went, oh, my God. What what happens now? Do I get on the hamster wheel and instead of going for four weeks, I go for six weeks and I just thought, yeah, that's a hamster wheel I'm not, I'm not going to get on. There's got to be a different thing now. And so that was almost 10 years, well, about 10 years ago. So I've been transitioning into a person now that's sort of it's the, the, the Jung's four stages, um, athlete, warrior, statesman, guru, and, and this is, was the difference between going from the warrior to the statesman. And um, that's a sort of a good framework to maybe think about where you are in your own life. And it told me that um, there was – I needed to look for new strategies to feel successful or feel um, like I'm making a contribution.
2: And what was that framework again? Sorry.
1: Uh, The Jung's Four Archetypes or Four Life Stages.
2: Yep. Yep.
1: Google it. it's It's all out there. There's just – framework upon framework out there for this sort of thinking and um, the statesman's now got to stop thinking about himself and he's got to think about others and that's that's the key. So the the difference is is once you're pretty much fulfilled and got your life where you want it, you know, all my kids have left home, they're all adults and so on and and everything like that, well, then you've got nothing but surplus. So the great opportunity is to start realising that, well, what creates meaning is relationships and helping others where, where you can, whichever which way that might be, without the need for adulation, pat on the back. I mean, everyone likes a pat on the back, of course, and that, that helps you get going. But you're not, you don't need that. You don't need to be paid, really, um, other than, you know, satisfying, you know, your basic sort of lifestyle needs, which I've found out weren't that much. You know, I went to Canada and went skiing and came home and I haven't been again, you know, if I was... A real megalomaniac I would have gone every year and I'd be bragging about it. I'd just brag about the one time, obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'd know plenty of people that are on that hamster wheel, you know, and, and do have to do that and so they have to keep licking the ice cream. They have to keep finding ways to extract the coin out of people and, and that's fine and, and that's their journey. But I found my journey is now all about what can I do for others. So it's like, you know, his, his, your cup runneth over, you know, is the term. And, you um, you know that's what I want to do, and I, and and doing that in a creative way that sort of suits me. So,
0: yeah, yeah really good. A uh, Quick plug of those um, people you're helping out at the moment. Then can we do that?
1: Ah, uh, yes. Well,
0: I've done a bit of um,
1: bit of time uh, recently with uh, Man Up Tasmania, obviously, and um, I was really um, excited when Aaron mentioned he was looking for people to help join in with that and and help with thinking and and to move it forward Um, because it's just reflecting on my own life, just to segue into mental health. So when I worked in construction, I was, you know, a bloke's bloke and we used to really run a culture which was totally unhealthy by the standards now that we apply to ourselves. You know, if you couldn't hack it, piss off. You know, massive face time, 50, 60 hours a week and putting people, you know, right through the cheese grater all the time. I was working in private sector, which is all about making a profit, you know, for, for the bloke that owns the, the business sort of thing and um, and demanded a lot of performance out of everyone. And you know, I, there's some colleagues that didn't survive that when I look back. And I think, oh, wow, I was perpetuating that culture. I was part of that culture. Um, being a work- I was a workaholic, obviously. That was all part and parcel of what you think Create success. This is the warrior mindset, by the way. That's yep. part of what that mindset's all about. Um, so, when I said I got to that mid forties and started to reflect, all of these things started to come back to me. To think, well, we've got to, you know, promote different ways to do things now. And we all know now that if you're not taking mental health into consideration in planning how work's going to be done, you're, you're going to struggle to attract a quality workforce. To you know, sustainably into the long term, so that directly affects viability. So, hopefully, um, it's it's changing. The culture's changing, and you guys are all part of that. And that's I'm excited to be alongside and say, "Well, here's my journey. Can I help in some way?"
2: From the work that you're doing now, have you seen much of a change in construction? Because, like, without saying what projects you're on, not, like yep. I know what they are, but. Have yeah. you seen a, a bit of a shift from where, from that bird's eye view now?
1: Yeah, I think with the awareness stage still, I, I, I'm not sure how well we're, we're um, applying things on the ground. We're at the, you know, It's all about awareness, which isn't, you know, our results aren't probably great yet in, in this space, but, but it starts at awareness. It's a cycle, isn't it? We've got to go through awareness, understanding, liking, action. They're the steps, and that's a process. So I look at, like, safety in construction So when I first started my career, people didn't wear hard hats and jackets and fluoro jackets, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: and so now that's like safety's right in, you know, and and it's accepted from top to bottom, side to side, everyone gets it. And that took about 10 years from when it first sort of turned up in the sort of the 90s, you know, through into the 2000s. You know, it took that long and, and some parts of the industry were ahead of others and that helped lead the charge. So um, applying the same sort of change process, culture change process to our approach to mental health, it'll be similar. There'll be wins, someone will be out in front, and that'll help set the agenda, set the run rate for the rest of the industry, and and they'll slowly sort of, it'll get to the point where the ones at the back of the bus will finally get dragged along. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, finally get dragged along and it's all accepted. And, of course, because it's changed, there'll be a whole range of people that resist it. And the big change occurs, I think, is when the people who sign the checks say, with, with this, I, I want, want it to come with this. You know, I want it to, ha- you know, to have these aspects in what we do. And I've, I've seen a little bit of it. I've seen one of the clients I work for, I was, had our regular Friday morning catch-up on Teams, and they were sitting there in these sort of really brightly coloured fluoro sort of shirts, really colourful sort of patterned, Shirts and they both had them on. I'm going, Oh, what's it's obviously casual Friday. What's going on, guys? Ah, oh, glad you asked. These shirts are here to invite a conversation about mental health. Uh, and that was, I'm forgetting the trademark, trademark, trademark. It, yeah, yeah. They were wearing these trademark shirts, and I went, Oh, you're joking, right? And they explained it what it was all about. And I'm, yeah. Well, that, that's fantastic. You know, these guys are at least at the awareness stage yeah. of at least, okay, we're going to put something on. Create conversations. How far are they down their implementation journey? Probably not very far, but they've taken the first step. So somewhere. get the gratitude out and go. Congratulations, All right What's the next step, guys? What What do we do next? You know,
2: where do we go next from your point of view? Obviously, in this space, um, you know, where what direction would you take it in?
1: Have the second conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so had the first conversation, so now have the next conversation and keep going from there and don't be too um, uh, impatient with getting results. it's just it's where we are in the cycle it's about changing mindsets and as I said that starts with awareness and some simple actions and,
3: and things to keep raising awareness and it, and, and it will get there. It's a big thing to change the direction of. Correct. So it's going to take yeah. a lot of small corrections to get it moving in the right yeah, way.
1: Yeah, I agree. But it's worth it, so it won't
3: go away. No,
0: it's there now for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's complications given how much should a business invest in helping all their workers forward. You know, should that should they just be the initiators and then, you know, all that stuff's then outsourced somewhere else. But yeah. the conversations at work, they, you can't take up the whole thing on work time, if you know what I mean, either. So that'll be an interesting one for sort of big businesses to Mm. implement and do. Well,
1: safety was exactly the same. So safety costs was, you know, safety costs. So that was the biggest barrier. But it's like, yeah, but not having it costs us more in tangible and intangible ways. And the intangible ways are you can't calculate it because it's that big in terms of the impact on people's, you know, um, confidence and relationships and you know when someone's in you know injured at work it's not good you know, it's obviously a traumatic event if it's super serious and and if it's a fatality some people never recover from from having to see a workmate um, go you know have, have that occur in front of them so eventually that all went oh yeah this is serious isn't it you know and, and it got there Um well, as we all know, we we mental health another version of this of that same thing. It's another version of safety. It's just mental rather than physical.
2: While we're on that, I think we we'll, might sort of segue into um, talk a little bit about your mental health journey, mate. Like, if you don't mind yes. sharing, sort of, yep. um, it is a we say it's a mental health podcast. It's kind of sort of started to transition into just a men's health, um, given the the few things that we've sort of spoken about over the past few weeks. But tell us a little bit about your mental health journey.
1: Yeah, well, um, totally ignored it um, for a good twenty years um, while I worked away. <laughs> yep. <Blunt>. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wasn't a factor. Like it was something when I grew up. You know, um, I have a European father, and it's like, oh, why would you admit that there's something wrong with you? You don't do that. That's weak. That's that's, that's a, a, a chink in your armor. Why yeah, you do that? That's a sign of weakness. And oh, you wouldn't do that. So, and then I, I actually subconsciously sought out bosses that were just like my father in the first part of my career, like hard taskmasters. My my father owned his own business and was a bit of a workaholic, well, complete workaholic. Um, and, you know, I just did the same, thinking that was successful um, or the way to success. And, I mean, I actually proved in one way that it is. Um, but, um, yeah, there was this point, as I said, mentioned earlier, when I just got to the top of of what I thought I wanted to achieve and and it gave me all that time for pause and to think about it um and yeah the, as I said before the construction industry was was not not a not a good place for mental health at all um so it wasn't it wasn't good and 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 I what I did when I was in my 40s I rediscovered a whole pile of things that I'd done as an, when I was much younger so when I was uh went to uni which was really really stressful doing a civil engineering degree, they're trying to fail everybody in the first year and you know, like cut numbers in half and all this. It was really tough. I passed several exams by 1% and got through to the second year, I remember. And we and we sort of, you know, the way we dealt with all that was to go on massive binges, you know, once we'd finished exams. Do you imagine engineering school, the only people that used to out drink us were the mining engineers, <laughs> civil <laughs> engineers. We used to, have to play do this pub golf where there was – like nine pubs lined up and they were all par three and if you drank more than three that was like going under, you know, yeah. going. Up. Yeah. <laughs> like, no you have to
0: tell me more about this game. Later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: no no one was ever declared a winner. Um, <laughs> Take some notes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's a digression. But that just sort of shows what the culture is. It's like work hard, play hard, you know. Um so when I had that time for reflection, I I sort of got – oh, yeah. So in those earlier days, I had got into doing relaxation techniques. I actually used to do Tai Chi when I was about 19, 20 years old, which I found just amazing for for, um, stress control and, you know, to help me focus. Um, And so I retook up all of that in around about the mid-40s. I got right into yoga. I got right into exercise because I wanted to ski better you know, on that treadmill, and then I um, got into sort of yoga and relaxation as well, and it was like a big opening up and a real big sort of discovery of what had been lost um, uh, all those years ago Um, and just, yeah, really started a a journey into what I'd call is abundance, you know, where you just think that everything's going to happen, everything's catered for, all things will happen, you just have to sort of tune in with it. And, it, and it's sort of there. There's nothing really to worry about. Um, there's nothing to be concerned about at all um, other than tuning into that and then spreading that further. So um, yeah, I've had, a, a, I guess, some extremes is how I would describe how my mental health has gone from being way down one path and then, oh, hang on, you don't have to do that. And then zooming into another path. I'm, I'm a bit more balanced these days. I sort of to, tend to do things to ex, to extreme.
3: So and you've mentioned
2: now, that when you got to 40, you had to take a time for reflection. Yeah. And um, I guess one thing that sort of I've seen in, in having a lot of conversations with people is usually they get uh, somewhat forced into having those epiphanies in life where they need to actually think about themselves um, and, and where they're at, was there a specific point or experience in your life that made you sort of think that you need to, that you needed to have that reflection or was it just something that progressively happened over time? Uh, yeah, yeah it's,
1: thanks for that question. Cause I do need to reflect on it to, to give a coherent answer, but when, when I think about it, it's actually, I had a lot of, I, I kept having relationships, um, and, I, and and I mean, like in the you know workplace type relationships, um, which would you know start, peak, and end. And I found I wasn't really having enduring relationships. They were sp- specific purpose, and then they would sort of come apart. Because I've been working for myself since two thousand and four, so I'd come in, do a job, and then we'd sort of not get stop st- stop getting on with each other and. And it was my lack of sort of humility, I think, and expecting others to see the world I, the way I saw it. And, of course, as a consultant, um, you know, working for others, if you're not getting on, well, you know, you just finish up where you're at and keep, keep moving. And I, and I felt a bit of a loss. I felt like I had more value to give people over the long term and it wasn't really being expressed. So that, that was striking me as like, well, there's something about me that
3: needs to change. It's interesting. Like I've I've been working out at um, the local cement plant there for just on fifteen years now, and it's interesting to see. Um, you know, we've, we've probably recently had a bit of a a, a consistent state of flux. Where we're getting a, a lot of people going and new people coming in, and it's interesting. You, you comment there around the you know, the the persistent relationships has, has, has struck me because. Right across the northwest coast, the, the cement works has been known as a retirement village, you know, like you go there and you stay there and, and this, this state of flux now where we're seeing people going, that's been very different for me and I'm, I'm sort of struggling to sort of, you know, like I need to keep in contact with these people that are going because I really enjoy having those relationships with them. Yeah, and, um, yeah it's, it's one of those things I've got to be starting to work on now, mm. yeah, maintaining that contact. Think, yeah, that's that's got me a bit too. I had a mate call me up from
0: the forces the other day that I hadn't heard from in ages, and we had uh oh, twenty minutes on the phone felt like one, like it was yeah. amazing. And now that you've said that, I'm like that happened to us week in, week out. That's what that's what we went through. Bugs yeah. in and out the door It was like just a revolving door. But now that you've mentioned it, brought up, it's like oh yeah, I've been to that. Yeah. It's it's a stinker, really, <laughs> in a yeah. way, like it, it is hard.
1: It's all about relationships. That's yeah. one thing I learned. And I'm lucky because I've actually got a lot of long-term relationships. In fact, last weekend I was in Adelaide at a friend's 50th and that's the, I was the, uh, my friend's partner. And that, that friend I've had since I was 12 and we're still as tight as. And we don't have to talk for a year. <laughs> so um, I've, I've, I guess it's a balance there where I w- could sh- could see I had all these other longer-term relationships, but it didn't seem to, the value didn't keep going in some places. Um, but that was about me expecting others to do or to see things how I see them. So the other thing I really learned is I'm actually pretty unique. I've got a unique set of experiences, um, and that you can't expect others that are going to, click on to things like, you know, you've already seen it, but you have to guide others to what it is that you're seeing um, and just not have that, just trust the process and allow, allow them their time and they're on their journey too, you know.
2: It, it's this point at the podcast where we normally get people to um, reflect on some advice that they might have for their past selves. So um, what pieces of advice would you have Uh, If you could talk to to younger Martin.
1: Uh, Yeah, I reflected on this this afternoon. uh, What was I going to pick on? And I think for me um, it's taken a long time to understand what humility is. So I think I was pretty um, privileged. You know, I'm I'm a tall guy, got dark hair um, and Caucasian, so I can see that, you know, I – got certain advantages that others might not have got. And I think my career would have and my, my own um, ability to be a, like a decent human would have been better if in my sort of late teens, early 20s, mid-20s, around there, I actually went and did some like volunteering work with maybe people less fortunate than what I was. I really sort of missed that picture of, what else is happening, you know, to people in the world? Which is, you know, obviously it's absolutely everywhere if you've got the eyes to see it. Um, and you know, if anyone had suggested to me back then, oh, you know, what would be really good for you to go, it would to do, would do, do some follow volunteering work to make you a more rounded person, I would have just told them to piss off. Um, that's for losers. Yeah. I haven't got, um, haven't got time for that. Yeah. <laughs> my own thing. Why would I want to hang around with people who are obviously losers? It would, <laughs> would would have been my attitude back then. But now it's like really, really clear how that would have rounded me as a person um, a lot. And maybe when I it just explained about how I'd, I'd noticed those relationships hadn't been as good or had been shorter than what they c- could have been, um, I might've actually had some more, um, you know, ability or you know capabilities to see more into people rather than just being all about me. So yeah, that's that's what I think. And um, but I'm not I'm not disappointed. I'm uh, you know that's just how life's rolled along. Um, and I've still got heaps of opportunity to fulfil that. You know, now moving forward in my life anyway. So
2: thank you very much, mate. I, I think the insights that you've been able to share. Um, and the wisdom that you've shared with us all has been really invaluable and I thank you. Uh, thanks very much for coming on. Um, I do want to just say very quickly if there's been anything that may have been triggering to those at home, um, please call Lifeline 13, 11, 14 or contact your local GP. Um, other than that, um, it would be really helpful to us if you could um, subscribe if you're on YouTube, Um send us a like, and if there's anything that you would like us to touch on in the future, um, please pop a comment below. Um, If you're listening on the podcast, please feel free to reach out at hello at manuptaz.com.au. Otherwise, thanks very much, everyone. Take care. Cheers, Martin. Thank you. See you all in the
3: next one. Cheers. Thanks, Martin. Cheers. (laughs)